This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Now back to Riffin' with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we are back, riffing with Raph and AD on this Wednesday night. It's about that time, AD, we get to our first guest of the night. What do you think? I'm excited, Raph. This is a, a friend that I've known, uh, more like a brother, that I've known uh, since we were in high school, you know, and uh, it, really, it shows you over the years how fast that time goes. Uh, Cluster Johnson, former Nebraska wing back. Uh, Cluster, do we got you on right now, brother? I'm here on time. <laughs> I hear you, Cluster. how you doing, sir? Man, uh, blessed and highly favored and, uh, you know, feeling good. For uh, We both have a birthday coming up here soon, so it, it's unbelievable to see that we are, are pushing up on 50. <laughs> I, 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 I beg to differ. Actually, you're pushing up on 50, brother. Let's get that straight. Uh, I, I've, I've got a few left. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, we I'm both are. It. I'm embracing it, though. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> Feeling, uh, you know, it's the thing about a cluster. You don't obviously you don't look like you're close to fifty. Your body, you're still in great shape. You take care of yourself. Um, cluster, what are you doing now? What, what 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 is Cluster Johnson doing right now? What's Cluster's life like today? Well, um, again, um, you know things. I'm I'm a I'm a huge believer in the self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm a huge believer in speaking things into existence and uh, just the, the the power of positive thinking. Um, I'm currently still in the drug game. I'm a I'm a legal drug dealer. I was going to say, let's clarify with, that for the audience, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're thinking I'm, Nino uh, Brown. I've been in uh, biotech and uh, pharmaceutical for about 22 years. Mm-hmm. I'm currently with. Biogen. Uh, I'm in rare disease. So, you know, that's what I do for work. And then, you know, I would say my, my number one job is uh, a strong supporter and advocate of my children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's what I do. I, I live, I still live in, uh, you know, Papillion. I live in Papillion, Nebraska. Just, uh, um, you know, blessed, you know, blessed. We just built a brand new home. And, uh, hey, Cless is living good. Yes, he is. I can't complain. Cluster, you know, it's funny when I was just kind of just, when I was putting these notes together, you know, just for talking points. I know Raph has got some as well. I'm going to let Raph throw the first one at you, but I've I've got a lot to get you in a short amount of time because, like I told you, we don't want to take up a lot of your time. But you were such an integral part 
of our runs in those 90s in um, uh, from a number of ways, and we'll just get into, but I'll let Raph start, uh, start opening it up right here. Hey, Cluster, what's up, brother? Hey, man, how you doing? Pretty good. My first question I got for you tonight is, being that National Mentors Month uh, we got going on right now and having the Mentors Hour the teammates hour before this, I was wondering when you first came to Nebraska, was there somebody um, class or maybe class two or three ahead that kind of took you under uh, their wing and kind of showed you the, showed you the way when you first got down to the university? Uh, Absolutely. I think that uh, I think it's natural for us to get to get to college and just kind of Fallen under the under the wing of the guys who you look up to, and that's primarily obviously the older guys. And you just kind of watch and see how some of them are living. You know, obviously some of them are living great or great role models and people that you want to be like. And I, and some of them, you know, obviously are still trying to find their way. And uh, I think we all go through that that period of time when we we're trying to grow as young men and just trying to find our way through life. And eventually, um, you know, having a, a, a strong um, supporter and, and, and a guy like coach Osborne uh, and coach Brown at the time, uh, you know, these were, these were great men to, to look up to and, and just kind of model yourself behind uh, uh, of what you want to be like and how you want to treat people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Cluster, you even think about it was uh, you answered it beautifully because there was it was that was the Nebraska way. And what you mentioned and when I got there um, a year after what you did, you guys taught us how you practiced, how you lifted weights, how you went about your business, because we really believed it was instilled in us. How you do some things is how you do everything. And, um, you know, but for you as a guy and I'm going to be honest with you, Cluster. I didn't even realize you did some of this stuff. We grew up together because, you know, you were just – that was just my boy Tank, as we all called him, Tank. That was just Tank. You didn't really didn't – you didn't think about it because, number one, you weren't walking around bragging about it. But I did not realize, you know, some of the accolades you had, you know, that you yeah. not had but have. You know, obviously an all-state quarterback, threw for 3,700 yards, 3,757 yards, rushed for 712, 36 touchdowns. Uh, I mean, there's some folks that play football from kindergarten to, to college that don't have 36 <laughs> touchdowns. You know, you did that just in a high school career. You're Lincoln Journal Star Prep, Omaha World Health Prep, Athlete of the Year, two-time All-Stater, Gatorade Nebraska Player of the Year as a senior, and earned Super Prep Magazine All-America honors. I didn't realize the All-America part. Um, your yeah. gold medal at the state track meet in 300-meter hurdles, second 110s. Then you flipped it and did vice versa. Yeah. And also was a runner-up in state for wrestling. With yeah. all of that said, yeah. and there's many more accolades I could go, here's what I want to switch to. As you're, you know, approaching that half, a, you know, that half a century mark, that's kind of crazy to put it like that, isn't it, bro? <laughs> 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 to reach the big 5-0, all right? Cluster, have you thought back, and I know you're, you're too you're busy because that's, that's just not who you are. But do you ever find yourself looking back when you've attended your son's games, which we'll get into things like that later, and looking at some of the many records that you have on those walls and be like, dang. 
Well, that was well, pretty well special. not so fast. And I do think back now because now I have adult children who think that they are the shiznits. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, I have to uh, sometimes give them a reminder. Now, it's all in good fun. Right. It's, it's all in fun because when you have a, a competitive household, that's just what happens. You get around the table, you're playing cards, you He's just doing, uh, you know, we love to go to the gun range. We we, uh, we go golfing. You know, we just do a lot of different things. And within those things, it's just going to be a natural competition. So um, each one of us have something that, that, that we like to brag about. And <laughs> 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 it, it's just, it's actually just, it's just good fun. And uh, right now, Cade, uh, he, he thinks he has the advantage because he's, He's on an NFL roster, so he's like, uh, nobody was in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume it gets very quiet at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kay just kind of he, he just kind of shut it all down. He shut everybody down. So, uh, I had to, you know, I had to give him his props on that one. But uh, I want to, I just want to tell you a quick story about what really kind of turned it around for me. Um, I would say going from a boy to a man at Nebraska. Was there was a moment in time when I got to Nebraska, like you just read off all those accolades, mm-hmm. Aaron. When and, and and you can probably identify with this because if you came to Nebraska, you probably had a pretty good high school career, mm-hmm. you know, yourself included. Um, you you did great things and you were the man coming from your school, your high school. But then you get to Nebraska and you realize that everybody was the man. That's a good point. Uh, who you're competing against. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes very mental. It becomes very mental. It becomes very, uh, you know, who's going to buckle down and prioritize why they are there. Wow. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I missed the mark when I first got there. I really missed the mark for the first couple of years. And I really had to figure out what I was there for. I mean, was I there for the women, the partying? Was I there for, you know, having a good time? Or was I there to go to school, get my education, and, and play some football? Mm-hmm. And um, Coach Osborne gave a – I will never forget, right before we won um, our first championship, he gave a speech uh, maybe a summer or two before we won our first championship. And he just asked us all to reevaluate what yourselves. He's like, listen – you can lie to us. You can lie to your friends, but you can't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just remember him talking in this auditorium, and I was just saying to myself, is he talking to me? He, he must have been watching me. <laughs> he must, I mean, he, he must have been at home with me seeing what I'm doing. Because, um, you know, right when he said, evaluate the people that you hang out with, mm-hmm. are you doing good at school? Are you in your playbook? Listen, if you can't say unequivocally yes to all those things that you're doing the right things, then you're not maximizing who you can be as a player and as a a human being. Mm -hmm. And I remember instantly there was bubbles popping up in my head of people I needed to not be around Mm -hmm. who I felt was dragging me. Mm -hmm. And then I wasn't doing great in school, and I just wasn't spending no time in the playbook. And uh, I just remember when I when I decided to dedicate my time, you know, more energy to those things. I mean, that's when I started playing. 
you know, Cluster, I remember that because I think that was 92 when we came in and Nebraska <clears throat> had just been knocking on the doorsteps, you know, of just yeah. really breaking in to be in the perennial powerhouse. And we were always relevant, you know, but I mean really taking it to yeah. that next level. And I remember all of us sitting there, we were just freshmen, and that was your junior sophomore year, redshirt freshman yeah. year, basically. And the intensity was something like I basically my freshman year, I was we were baptized into I mean to fire. Because when Coach yeah. made that speech, <laughs> I mean it was just a whole nother level of intensity, of uh, dedication. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. although we didn't win it that year, we were in the mix. You know, they had Charlie Ward and those guys. We played it again in '93. Yeah. But to your point, though, he really made us really evaluate: Are you really maximizing your God-given talents yeah. and abilities in every area? Absolutely. And like you said, it was almost like it was it was classic Coach Osborne, Notre Dame. He just knew things. It's, you thought he was talking to you. It was like a good sermon in church. He's like, "Is the pastor talking to me right now?" What do you? <laughs> but he just he just had that ability, an innate ability to read people and to read things. You know? Yeah. I would say the thing that hit home to me the most is, and, and, and it's really kind of crazy that he would say something like this, but it resonated with me. He said, there are 150 players on this team. Not everybody is here to do well. Not, mm. There's not everybody here don't have the same goals. There's, somebody, there's people here that are just really not here to be the best football player that could be. Unfortunately, that's just how it is statistically. That's how it is. But if we can get more guys thinking that way, if we can get more guys going in the right direction, we're going to be a championship football team. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to go to that next level. And I just remember going, man, you know what? There are some guys who are like, they don't really care about football. They just want to be on the team. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <clears throat> they want to, uh, you know, they want to be a part of it, but they don't want to put in that work mm -hmm. to, to what it takes. And, um, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I clearly remember those conversations. All right. Uh, we're here with Cluster Johnson. Uh, you can call in to us on the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. Or you can also text if you have any questions for Cluster at the Sarder-Hayman text line at 402-464-5685. Cluster, another question for you. Um, uh, I was wondering... What is your most memorable football moment at Nebraska, excluding the national title games, of course, but is there any other games that stick out to you as very memorable? Um, I would say probably K-State game in 94 mm -hmm. um, when I think a lot of people kind of talk about that when we, we lose Tommy Frazier to blood clots and we lose Brooke Barringer. You know, we lose our top two quarterbacks. And I just remember being in the locker room saying to myself, here you got a hungry K-State team that hadn't beat Nebraska in 20-something years. And they just, they're at home. The, the crowd is crazy. And I will never forget the, the speech that Ed Stewart gave in the locker room. And at the end of his speech, he just said, K-State is still K-State. And we just went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he went crazy. He was just like, they beat us in 20-something years. K-State is still K-State. Man, we went out the door, and we, I just knew we weren't going to lose. I mean, we could have had my grandma at quarterback. We would have won. <laughs> so, before, we were going to win that game. 
before before that that week before that game, did you take any reps at practice to play quarterback? Yeah, so so that was another part, and and I'm gonna tell you, I was I was not real happy about it because I felt like I'd made the transition to to wing back, and I was just starting to solidify myself with with Abdul, mm-hmm. you know, the year before. And I got my feet wet. I was doing very well. And then this next year, I'm like, okay, we, we, we're ranked high, and I'm a, I'm a big part of this. And now Coach Osborne asking me to play quarterback. <clears throat> Initially, I was just like, you know, I don't know if, if I can do this. And, uh, you know, they, they had me running um, probably about 10, 15 plays that they thought that I would do well at and felt comfortable doing. Mm. I probably had two or three pass plays that I, that I thought I could do. And uh, I was already a pretty good runner. Mm. But uh, fortunately, fortunately, uh, Matt Turman was able to come in and, and, and give us a good half. And then Brooke, Brooke came in and, um, you know, finished it off. So You know that game um, there, Cluster. Never needed me. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, though, and um... – that was a brutal game. That's when LP had just, I mean, it was just smash mouth, smash mouth, yeah. smash mouth. Bring, hence bring yourself in as literally, I mean, um, you were the epitome of how you block at Nebraska. How did you make that transition from, okay, I'm scoring touchdowns? Because first of all, it was genius by Coach Osborne and the coaching staff to say, listen, folks, listen, we have a former super prep All-American that's playing white wingback. Who, who's a super prep All-American that played quarterback? We can make, he can be serviceable. You know, yeah. pun intended. He would be a great quarterback yeah. if he hadn't done yeah. it so long. And like you said, you'd spend so many time uh, and energy getting uh, to solidify yourself at wingback. Yeah. How was it for you making that transition? Because when you came to Nebraska, you were recruited as a quarterback. Yeah. You yeah. also had Tony yeah. Veland in that same class. You know, and Brooke Berenger. Brooke oh, Berenger in that same class. Yeah. A year later, Ben Roots comes and Tommy Frazier comes. Yeah. How did you yeah. make? Was it was it tough for you to make the transition to wing back, or was it like, look, I want to get on the field and play? Absolutely, t- talk to Aaron, us about that's a that. Great question. Absolutely, great question. Because quarterback is more finesse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a finesse position. Like you're not you're not being maybe as physical. Now mm-hmm. at Nebraska, obviously, the quarterback is a little bit more physical, but you you still have to be careful. Now. When you go to wingback, that's probably the most physical skill position I thought at the time, um, and uh, you really had to take pride in blocking. You, and, and I thought Coach Brown obviously had to use Jedi mind tricks on the receivers <laughs> to <laughs> to make to, to make us feel and believe that. Blocking was just as important as catching a 50-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he, he had me convinced, I can tell you that much, because um, they really started to recognize us and, and give us some love for the 60- and 70-yard runs and the 40-yard runs that the, that the running backs would have. They would, they would really display what the things we did down the field and the, the perimeter blocking, the stock blocking, the, the cut blocking. And then we just started getting a reputation for scaring off the DBs, and you know, by the by the third quarter, you could just tell that their legs were dead, and they just didn't want they didn't want to engage no more. They didn't want to be physical anymore, and, and we won. So I mean, it, <laughs> once we started chopping them down and just being up in their 
up in their grill the whole game. Um, you know, Coach Osborne and Coach Brown, they would, they would start to show that stuff on the film. And I remember after I was gone, I would talk to a few of the receivers that, that, that came after me, and he would say, man, Coach Brown would use you and John Bedro yes. and, and Girl Armstrong. Oh. He would show you guys his blocking tapes. Killers. On, on 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 what you did and what it took and what it's supposed to look like, and and that and that man, I I I just that's that made me feel like okay, I left an impact. I left an impact. Cluster, you left more of an impact. You know me, I you know I always say I got in when we were up thirty points with thirty seconds left, and Peel be like, I need to get in there. <laughs> this was second quarter. I don't even know who the heck we were playing. It was an early season game. You took yeah. a dude clear out by me on the sideline. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how you doing, bro? <laughs> you know, I mean, you brought him physically would dominate teams that much, and like you mentioned, yeah. Coach Osborne and Coach Brown were, were amazing sales sales guys because they made us buy in and convinced us to buy in that if you do your part of this, the other parts will take care of themselves, and we will win big games. And I remember Coach yeah. Brown. I know you remember this because we both play the same position. I was receiver, your wing back. Would always tell us, remember, Cluster, punish the perimeter. And when yeah. you started to buy yeah. into that, I mean, was, we became like sharks in water. And when there was sure. blood, I mean, you couldn't wait to take somebody out. And like you mentioned, by about the mid third quarter is when I started yeah. to stretch because I knew I was going to get in because those guys were tired of getting hit. <laughs> they were tired of getting hit, you know. Well, what I'm going to tell you, Aaron, what really kind of changed my mentality was Coach Brown made an example of, out of me. Because like you said, I had to make a mental transition from being a kind of a finesse player to a more physical player. And the example he made out of me was, you know that they record everything. Eye in the sky. They record practice. They record field goals. They record kickoff. I mean, they, was, they record everything, one-on-ones. We yep. watch that stuff the next day. Well, we had a scrimmage. And, you know, just like a little mini scrimmage, it wasn't something major. But it's just in my mind, I guess I wasn't really thinking about they recording this, right? And uh, receivers had to double read sometimes. You know what that oh, means, yeah. Aaron, yep. double read. Yep. So when you're running the option your way, you're going you're gonna to block who's going to attack the play. Either the corner is going to bail out like on a cover nine or something, mm-hmm. or the safety's going to come up and try to feel. So if the safety's getting there before the corner, you know who to block. Well, in our scrimmage, I was just extra soft. I mean, I wasn't blocking nobody because in my mind, I'm like, man, there's my buddies over there. Like, do I, <laughs> do I punish my buddies? <laughs> you know, there's Troy Dumas over there. There's Doug Coleman. There's all these guys that I came in with, and I was just, like, sort of bare miles. I was just sort of afraid to to hurt them. In my mind, I'm like, I can't, I can't hit them like I want to hit them. Well, Coach, Coach Brown, I went in there and very softly hit Troy – Dumas, who who's the biggest, most physical safety. Oh, huge. He just I just bounced off of him and he blew the play up. Just blew the play completely up. And Coach Brown runs the play ten times. Ten times. Like who who is this up here? Like like who is this guy? Like he, <laughs> Aaron Aaron, he knew exactly who it was, man. Like who is this guy at the top? I mean I, who who I can't 
put this guy in the game? Who, who is that? <laughs> so he totally made an example of me. So from that day forward, mm-hmm. I said to myself, I said, listen, this business is no, it's not personal. Right. I remember I went to the defense. I went to all those guys. And I said, listen, I got to let y'all know something. I'm coming hard and I'm coming furious from this day forward yep. because I will never be embarrassed like that again. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to let that happen to me again. So that's really what turned it around for me, Aaron, was Coach Brown rewinding that play ten times and everybody in the room like, damn, you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody, if you play football on that level, does very worst insult you can ever get is you're soft. Right. right. Nobody ever wants to be uh, labeled as a soft player. So mm-hmm. I knew right away I had to change that that impression that people had of me that I was soft. And then I I, I mean from that point on that so that's why Aaron when you saw me in games when you saw me driving people I knew I said listen we're gonna watch this on film and one thing they're gonna see from me is that I'm I'm here to take people's necks off. Absolutely. Cluster, That's what happened. <laughs> so you get me hyped up, ready to go run through a wall, but my back's too messy, so I can't. But <laughs> tell you what, Cluster, if you can stay with us for the, until this next commercial, we'll wrap it up and we come right back with yeah. you. We'll be able to stay with you a bit, and we'll come right back on Let's that. Let's do close. it. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. 